stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, Don Ontario's Premier Doug Ford put it well this morning. Totally unacceptable. Uh, referring to the aluminum tariffs uh, that the U.S. president intends to slap on Canada. And no, this, this is not a rerun from a couple of years ago. It is indeed August 7th, 2020. And here we are talking about uh, aluminum tariffs. We've been down this path. We've got the new uh, North American Free Trade Agreement in place. And yet here we are back at this point. So for someone who appreciates free trade, appreciates the Canada-U.S. relationship, it is a really frustrating day. Now, it's maybe not surprising, but it's also disappointing that Canada is planning to respond in kind, that we're also going to impose tariffs. The reality is, look, the U.S. is, is shooting itself in the foot, and our retaliation is that we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot. So th- this is all very unfortunate. So how do, how do we get to this point? Why are we back at this point? And, and how do we get past all of this? Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome back to the program here this afternoon, uh, the former U.S. Ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman. He's also uh, author of the book, The Art of Diplomacy, or co-author, I guess, along with his wife, we should point out. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, thanks again for joining us. You're welcome to the program. Good good to be back. Um, I'd say TGIF, but uh, it's been a, a rough few days for the U.S.-Canada relationship. No kidding. So I, I think, you know, a lot of people are, are caught off guard by this, surprised by this. What, what's your sense here of, of why and what, what's happening here? So forget what is said. Just look at the, the situation and let's just lay it out for everybody. You're less than less than 90 days away from a presidential election. And Donald Trump, the sitting president, is down pretty significantly in a lot of polls. Mm-hmm. We have a pandemic that is raging. We have 160 plus thousand people who have died in the United States, which is about one quarter of all the fatalities from this virus in the world, with only 4% of the population, and still no effective way of dealing with it in the United States. And so our border with Canada, as we all know, for essential services is open, for non-essential services is closed. And the U.S., as, a, as an American citizen who had that passport, could probably travel almost anywhere in the world, is now shut out of most of the world. And so this president needs to reorient his campaign and quickly. And so he's going back to an old playbook, as you said. You know, look, this sounds like we're deja vu all over again as you know, one old saying would go. And so the reality is the man is doing this without economic justification, and he's doing it for personal political gain. And I know for a fact there was a debate going on in the White House, and that debate was between his political and his economic advisors and the political one, because the economic advisors also recognized that this makes no sense five weeks after the beginning of implementation of a new trade agreement with Canada and Mexico, that he goes off and does this. Now, the question is, where do we go from here? And I think you brought that up. And I think that we all know that the uh, prime minister, and deputy prime minister came out and announced today that 
retaliatory tariffs will be put in place dollar for dollar um, against the tariffs of the United States. So then the question is, what does Donald Trump do then? Because I think he's trying to gin up a fight so he, again, can distract away from the reality of what's happening here in the States and the difficulties he's having politically. And so I just hope that this doesn't continue to escalate. But we're in this place now, and it's the price we're all paying for having a reality TV host um, with some personality, let's be generous and say um, defects, Mm -hmm. that are causing, you know, this this situation for us. And again, for, for many of us, we hope that we could do a course correction here on November 3rd. But, uh, you know, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And I, like, I think Canadians realize that, you know, it is election season and there, there are going to be a lot of politics played and a lot of political games. But unfortunately, this is the kind of thing that we, we can't just ignore. Right. It's not it's not just rhetoric uh, from Correct. an incumbent president. It's an actual decision he's making that that is going to affect Canada. So, um you know, whether we're responding the right way, I suppose, is is debatable, but it's, you know, it's not something Canada can ignore either, is it? Right. That's the political calculus that you do, right? You can't completely ignore it, but you don't want to escalate it such that, you know, um, he begins to respond by escalating tariffs on other products and services. And, you know, before you know it, we've got a full-on dispute going um, because of, you know, the craziness of, of this one individual for his for his political campaign. I mean, a lot of Republicans have, have really just kind of acquiesced to this president and, and things that they would have opposed in the past. They're very silent on these days. And, and this seems one of them that that where's the pushback mm. from from sensible Republicans who understand, you know, the insanity of this, who understand the importance of having reliable allies and, and having free and, and open trade with reliable trading partners. Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of silence coming from from those quarters. Yeah, he he instills a lot of fear within his own party, and he is uh, a guy who is retributional, and you know there 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 truly is fear among that because remember he has like seventy five or eighty percent approval among the, the Republican base that he does have, and if he turns that weapon against any of these Republicans, they'll lose their seat. Now, I would say there are a number of responsible Republicans, but they've kind of quit and left office and join ranks to, you know, try to get him out of office. But those that are in seem to be pretty well bought into his game. Look look at it this way. Let's let's separate it away from the Canada-U.S. relationship. There is enough evidence that the Russians potentially put bounties on American soldiers. Now, you would think Republican senators and congressmen would be all over that. Let's have hearings. Let's figure this out. We are getting attacked. Our soldiers getting attacked by the Russians. If that's really true, we should do something about it. But it's like crickets now with these Republicans. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and so, look, I, I'm just doing an appeal to Americans living in Canada. This, You know, you guys have a chance to vote. Historically, you never do. Um, all the numbers I've seen, Americans in Canada voted about a six or seven percent rate. And if you guys 
you know, your vote is your voice. If you don't like what's happening with the U.S.-Canada relationship, it's easy. Just go to votefromabroad.org and you can get a ballot and your voice is really important. These elections are tight and this one will be tight too, I'm afraid. Now, there's the concern that, you know, it might not stop here with aluminum tariffs. There's concern about steel tariffs being imposed as well. And, you know, I suppose maybe if the president thinks this is helping him, that that, uh, he could go and and pick other trade fights. Uh, Do do you think that Canada should play this out? Do you think there's a way maybe that we could try to almost make it seem like we're giving Trump a victory and maybe he says, okay, well, you know, we're going to hold off on this for now. I mean, should we try to look for that way out of this? How do we navigate, you know, this, if if this is his intent going forward? So I know these conversations before today were going on for weeks um, when this was brought up to the Canadians. And there was a lot of back and forth and trying to get this thing put, you know, you know, put on the shelf and at least, you know, use it for reasonable dialogue and diplomacy. And so it's not it's not like just so everybody knows who's listening, that this was a surprise that it was announced today by the Canadian government. I know they've been working hard behind the scenes in every way possible. But again, the political advisors to the president, you know, overwhelmed the economic advisors and they they made this decision. Now, now is that that difficult dance of making sure that you do what's right for Canadians and and not rolling over to this kind of action, which is ridiculous, and yet at the same time not escalating it too far that this thing gets completely out of control. So, I do think that you have some leeway here because the Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland said very clearly today that we're going to take a 30-day period to analyze, look, and consult um, Canadians, Canadian businesses, um, and to determine what is the right response. So as these retaliatory, you know, potential tariffs come to view, maybe there's a way to de-escalate this before actually implementing it. So we'll see. Let's hope so. We'll leave it there. Bruce Heyman, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate the insight. It's a pleasure, everybody. Be healthy. All right, you as well. Take care. Uh, That is uh, former U.S. Ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman, uh, co-author of the book as well, The Art of Diplomacy, a book about his time uh, serving as Ambassador to Canada and his thoughts on how we found ourselves back in this situation. It is unfortunate and, and disappointing. Here's a release from the Aluminum Association. Not the Canadian Aluminum Association. This is the Aluminum Association of the United States. We're incredibly disappointed the administration failed to listen to the vast majority of domestic aluminum companies and users by reinstating Section 232 tariffs on Canadian aluminum. This Groundhog's Day revival of tariffs on a key trading partner does not address the underlying issue of China's overcapacity. Yes, this does feel like Groundhog Day because we've been over this so many times. And here we go again. But when you've got the Aluminum Association of the United States saying, why the hell are we doing this? That's a pretty clear signal that this is insanity. Now, Trump made the announcement in Ohio, which is a key battleground state, but also announced it at a Whirlpool factory. And it's interesting, uh, Scott Lincecum, who's a trade expert at the Gato Institute, uh, was writing about just how strange that backdrop is. For example, the aluminum and steel tariffs that were brought in 
in January of 2018 dramatically raised prices for both washers and dryers. Cost American consumers an additional $1.5 billion a year. Now, had U.S. retailers been able to, unable to spread out the washer's cost increase over to dryers, that 12% price increase would have almost doubled. So given those higher costs, researchers found that even under the rosiest job creation scenario, each new American appliance manufacturing job cost U.S. consumers $817,000 per year. That's quite a burden on American consumers. Uh, what's also interesting, too, is that this uh, tariffs on steel and aluminum cost Whirlpool over $300 million annually, which took a big chunk out of its profits and drove down its stock price. So you get the Aluminum Association saying that this is bad news for both makers and users of aluminum. Uh, you've got the experience of a company like Whirlpool, which saw its input costs dramatically increase, thus making washers and dryers more expensive. At the time, you had breweries as well sending the alarm bell that these tariffs were essentially a beer tax. You're making the cost of aluminum cans more expensive, therefore you're making the stuff we put into them more expensive. So it's tantamount to a washer and dryer tax, a beer tax, and a lot of other forms of taxation. It's madness. Trump was bragging a few weeks ago and taking a shot at Joe Biden that a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters support him on trade. That's a really weird thing to brag about. To me, that's that's a big negative. I don't think you want. And if look, if Bernie Sanders and his supporters are applauding your trade policy, that's a good sign that you got it wrong, I think. And look, the same applies here. If we're going to start slapping tariffs uh, in retaliation, it's, it's the same thing here. It's essentially going to be a tax on Canadian consumers. So it's the weirdest. You picture like, you know, the old Wild West and, and the, uh, you know, the gun duel. Except instead of shooting at each other, we're shooting at ourselves. It's like the Americans are drawing their gun and pointing it at their feet. And then we're drawing our gun, and we're pointing it at our feet. Who wins here? 403-974-8255 is our number. 974-TALK. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.